And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Finally! We are not good. What? We are not good, Chef. No? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. We need another corner! Why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hogg, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how, how you doing? Um, Coach Ditka versus the Hurricane, who would win? Ditka, Ditka. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Ditka. Here they are. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. After 1 a.m. Chicago time right now. The it's Bears two. won a game. It's 2 o'clock in the uh, car of Kevin Fishbane here. On the way back from yeah. Landover, Maryland. Going back to Washington, D.C. You can see me. No one can see you, Johns. You are in the darkness of D.C. right now. There you go. Uh Oh, there's like light. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, we are doing a makeshift Hogan Johns for you uh, because this is pretty much the only time as Johns has to travel back tomorrow morning. Uh, it has been a very, very long time since the Bears last won a football game. I believe 346 days as our producer Kent just put on the screen. Uh, if you are still awake right now watching this, um, you're either up late celebrating in Chicago or you are a fan in London that's just uh, up ready for work. I don't I don't know what else to say. Um, so Kevin's driving that car right now, Johns? Yeah, Mark Potash is in the back. Say hi, Mark. Hey, uh, Adam, how you doing? He says hello. Hey, Potsy. Here's Kevin right here, everybody. Okay. And this reminds me of our old adventures back from Detroit where we would do a podcast in the early Hogan Johns days. Um, sometimes covering wins, uh, coming yeah. off from uh, the Thanksgiving games. You, me, Fish, uh, JD, uh, yep. lots of fun. Uh, the Bears played well. Adam Hogue, uh, Justin Fields, another good game. DJ Moore was absolutely outstanding. 230 yards receiving, eight catches. The, the biggest catch of the night, obviously, that 56-yard catch and run. If you're the Bears, you, you got to feel just amazing what, what i could give you the, the vibe that i got is I'm, i don't know if you what if you want to call it club dub or what, what have you but it's something's back the music was blasting afterwards they were dancing in that locker room adam yeah flus was uh the bears put out a video from uh Fluce's speech and to his team in the locker room he's talking a lot about how close they are and how they won this game because of how close they are so um all good vibes. That's good. I want to know from Mark Potash, though, um, uh, what's his adjusted win total now after tonight's amazing performance? Mark Potash, uh, question from Adam Hogue for you, for you. What's your adjusted win total for the Bears now? 
Well, that doesn't come out until uh, next Monday. That doesn't come out until oh, next Monday. Oh, a tease. Uh, you got to read. <laughs> it'll probably be plus one. Plus one. Plus, plus one. one. Yes, that's good math there. I like that from Potsy. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait till you know, his column on Monday in the Sun-Times. Uh, comment here from Chris White, though. Fields needed this W bad. I hope he can run with it. I think that applies, John, to this entire football team. But definitely... Fields. We talked Sunday after that awful loss to the Broncos, how much that had to hurt to have Fields play like that, to to really show some growth, but not be able to get over the hump in the fourth quarter and not be able to get the W. Tonight, they were holding on by a thread. They didn't have a running back. Their offensive line is decimated, and yet they, they're able to come out with the win. And yes, I think if you're going to pinpoint... Maybe the only person besides Justin Fields who needed a win more would be, would have been Matt Eberflus, but whoever it is, they badly needed this victory. And you just got to love how they did it. It was the simplicity of it. It's getting the ball to your best playmaker and a comeback route, curl route, whatever you, you ever want to call it, you know, and having Kendall Fuller trying to jump the route because the, the commanders are pressing the deep plays, and he misses. He puts the ball in a good spot, nice high spot, and DJ Moore goes the distance. I mean, he was a threat all game long. You have to like what those two are, are doing. You saw all throughout camp. And now you're actually getting hard numbers on it. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous over the past couple games. New career highs for DJ Moore, 230, three touchdowns. You have to like it. But, yeah, like, I don't know if Matt Eberflus quite enjoyed the win as much as he should. Maybe he will in the, in the plane ride back. He seemed more relieved than anything when he was talking to us after the game. <laughs> Um, at least that's the vibe. I got them. I was like two feet away from him, so not a lot of smiles. DJ Moore was all smiles, kidding around. His fiance called him in the middle of the press conference at him, and he answered the phone call just in a great mood all around. DJ Moore was. Matty Rufus was a little bit more subdued um, than he was for sure. Well, yeah, I think relief is is probably the right word um, because. Look, I was only in Flus's press conference uh, yesterday. Uh, that was yesterday, right? Yeah, it's been a weird week. That was yesterday. Um, so I wasn't there earlier in the week, the ones that didn't go well Sunday and Monday. But I don't know how else to really describe it uh, yesterday, but it was just sort of somewhat awkward, and I didn't sense a whole lot of confidence even for coming from the head coach um, this week. So... I'm sure there was a lot of relief. I mean, how do you lose 14 games in a row and not have a sense of relief when you finally win one? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I'll, I'll say this. As much as maybe we tried to put Matty Eberflus on, like, the hot seat, you know, after four weeks, and maybe he should have been, maybe he shouldn't. I, I was never buying the, the scenario that the Bears were going to fire him after this game. It just didn't seem real to me, just considering the history and how long we've covered this team, knowing the Bears don't have that really in their track record. They prefer to let the coaches go all the way through the full duration of the season. But yeah, like th this team did not look like one that, that was ready to quit on its head coach. You know, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened. I think this year, Chase Claypool being the latest, um, you know, latest situation, what have you, that they've had to deal with off the field. But yeah, in a sense, like the way I saw this game, you saw a lot of like, young players and, and unsung heroes have you like guys like your third stringers coming off the bench and playing key roles in this game like sometimes it helps that youthful exuberance helps in a lot of ways but I didn't get a sense that this team was ready to quit on this coach whatsoever 
No, and I think that that was evident early on in the game. I mean, there was no question they were playing hard. Um, and I was curious and Greg about that. Strowman Jr.'s story today. You know, like guys yeah. you don't usually bring up in conversation. Yeah, sure. Andrew Billings, we've talked about a few times. He's one of the Bears' best defensive players, made a huge stop early on in the game. But like to see plays being made by guys you don't even think about, like until you have to because of all the injuries and how decimated they are, in particular in the secondary, like that's a good thing. Matt Eberflus, that's a good thing for a staff. I don't know how you can put it any other way. Yeah, I um, I think it's a fair point because I, I honestly thought it was on the table that this could be a, a wow, do we really have to go on a short week on a flight and, you know, maybe the effort wouldn't have been so good. But it was there today. And, again, I know I went on this, like, rant during the week. I still think effort's, like, the bare minimum here for being an NFL football player. But it was still out there today. You give them credit for it. Um, a couple people, including Logan here with this $5 super chat, pointing out how comfortable Justin looked. I agree. I think that's the, to me, that's like the biggest thing from these last two games. And I thought he looked, well, the big difference was I thought Sunday in the fourth quarter, he looked uncomfortable again. I thought he Don't showed a lot of, sorry, real quick. I thought he showed a lot of confidence in that game, but then the jitters started coming out a little bit in the fourth quarter. You could almost see it watching the game, and tonight, despite not having, despite all your running backs being out, I thought he held his composure. I, he didn't let, he didn't get shaken at all, and I think from that standpoint, that's a good observation from Logan and some others in the comments. Um, it's a big step forward. And that's a, a defensive line that was really highlighted coming into this game. Like, well, let's not kid ourselves. Those are first-round picks. Those are guys that have a lot of sacks in this league, and this, this, this is a defense that not too long ago, gave the Bears offense a, a lot of problems. You know, they, they smacked Justin Fields around a bit. They got to him a bit today. But I would say that this Bears offensive line won more snaps against that defensive line than the other way tonight. Like, especially with having a rotation at left guard, losing Lucas Patrick, more moving pieces on that offensive line. I think they did their job better than we all expected they would. I, I think they won the night in a lot of ways. That's why Matty Refluse highlighted them like right right from the start, but just even watching them, you know, like that 58 yarder and a third play from scrimmage doesn't happen on third and eight. If he doesn't have protection, the protection was good from the start. It was good enough to win Adam. Yeah. There were a couple breakdowns here and there, but overall considering this matchup, how much we talked about it this week. Yeah. Those I, breakdowns are going to happen, but like this is an offensive line that we've ripped a, a bunch in a lot yeah. of different conversations. They were better than good tonight against this defensive line. Well, and again, theoretically, if they can get healthier, if Tevin Jenkins can stay healthy, if Braxton Jones can come back, Darnell Wright with his youth, like this should be an offensive line that trends in the right direction as the season goes along. Um, A lot of ifs there that I just laid out there, but it is on the table that they get better. Um, Now there's some questions about the running backs and how healthy they can be, but I guess it's a good time to have a few extra days here with the long weekend. You want me to ask what Kevin Fish, Kevin Fishman, what he thinks? Well, a lot of people in the comments are asking. Uh, Say, for talk. The, yeah. Well, look, <laughs> you know, I, I think you guys kind of hit it on the head. Um, our ramp was closed, and so I, I'm a, I was a little distracted trying to get us back to our hotels. But I, I like. How about Jalen Jones coming in the game at that last drive for Washington when they're down ten? He comes in the game. You're talking about your number what seven corner? If you think about it, Flu sends him on a blitz twice. Both times he impacts the play. 
Uh, one's a, is a loss on, on a screen pass. Another pass falls incomplete. Joey Sly misses the field goal. I mean, when bad teams don't have things like that happen, but everybody kind of came together to support DJ Moore uh, and, and to get this win. There you have it. Mr. Fish fans analysis. Good Getting stuff. Getting home from- safely here in, uh, I don't know, where are we? Great question. I think we're in Virginia now. It, yeah, it's how many states do you drive through when you're actually around well, D.C.? Two states and a district, right? Yeah, I was going to say the District of Columbia is officially not a state out. Well, I'm aware. That's why I called it a district. Well, well done. <laughs> um, well done. Just, just making making sure you yeah. know your uh, United States uh, geography. What's going on here? Um, what I was going to say, though, since if we're going to be hard on the coaching in some past games, there were some moments in this, like Jalen Jones coming in late, knowing what to do. How about Kari Blasting game? Like, I was wondering what they were going to be able to run with him at running back. They were still doing zone reads with him. I'm like, when's the last time he took a zone read? Kevin, well, what was your stat? This is the most uh, carries that uh, Blazing Game has had in his career. Uh, yeah, he doubled more than doubled the number of carries he had had in his entire career. More than doubled. Um, the the reporter sitting in the uh, front row of the that corner press box were kind of rooting for uh, Bayless Jones Jr. to come in there and get, get a look at a, at a few things since he doesn't play as much. But uh, I mean, you lost Equinemius St. Brown as well. Like Tyler Scott was out there in important third downs. Just uh, like that's a I think an important takeaway. Just how ready some of those guys seemed to be when they needed to be in a game that was looking much like uh, the Denver Broncos game for a little bit there uh, when Sam Howell, Sam Howell was impressive by the way, when Sam Howell was uh, throwing the ball over the Bears defense. Yeah, he also missed a touchdown pass behind. Uh, uh, he's Johnson, fine. Right? Yeah, he's fine. Um, there was a low-key also moment. I think Flues pointed out in his post-game presser on Justin Fields sliding down at the end of the second quarter. In the moment, it looked like he easily could have gone out of bounds, and he slid, and I pointed out on Twitter. I'm like, I'm guessing he did that for clock purposes. Yeah, but smart play. It was, it was almost so next level that I like was reluctant to want it, you know, to give him credit for it, but clearly that's what he did. So, I mean, we're listing off examples here after a win of things that actually point to good preparation. And and if we're going to kill them after bad losses, I think it's only fair to give them some credit here tonight. Adam, what we have is those positives that we were looking for and trying to discuss a few weeks ago or or maybe our last podcast that didn't exist. Like, you could talk yourself in circles about what Justin Fields was doing against the Denver Broncos, but it still wasn't good enough for a win. He wasn't good enough in crunch time. Today, the Bears were good enough, you know, through all four quarters you know they made plays when they needed to in the fourth quarter you know on both sides of the ball you know whether it's getting off the field forcing the 46 yard field goal or whether it's dj Moore being dj Moore, but they did enough for the win and there's there's actual positives to talk about now after a win first one in the books this year looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I know that view in the press box there is not the best. Did, did, you, guys, did you guys think DJ Moore was out of bounds on that one long player they called no. out, out of bounds? No, no, no. Um, I don't think it looked like, like that in the, the replay. Um didn't even seem close from our, our vantage point. Now, it's not the best angle for that. We're not exactly in the sideline, but from where we saw it, I think all of us were surprised. You know, some of us in the press box were like, what is he doing when he was, like, hopping around kind of angrily there? Because it didn't look like he was even close going out of bounds. Yeah, so weird. But there was an official right there, I guess. I don't know what he thought he saw, or maybe he saw it right and nobody else did. But there wasn't a really good camera angle on the broadcast either. So he could have had five touchdowns tonight. Yeah, yeah, four, Adam. Three plus one is four. That's right. You had three. Or you could go to Obvious Shirts and go to one plus two equals six. Yeah, Check yeah. that out now on ObviousShirts.com. I'm good at, I'm but, good at this. Oh, that, that is good. Um, I know why I was saying five, though, because Justin Fields also missed him on that on that deep ball. You don't, Or not deep ball. The ball in the red zone that he had him in. Uh, he just overthrew him. So that's why I was thinking five. Here comes part of the adventure here. Yeah. Are you going to take us all the way into your hotel room? <laughs> if, if we have to, to get the job done, Adam Hogan, we will. At least in the lobby of this hotel. Everyone say goodbye to Kevin Fishman. Kev, appreciate Hey, thanks for the ride, buddy. You got it. What are you writing tomorrow, Kevin? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Hogan, how about those special teams today? How about Trent Taylor finally getting some opportunities in punt return? Looked all right. Yeah. Yeah, there was that one punt return yeah, the Bears let up, though. Yeah, punt coverage 
Listen, we got to work on those I, lanes a little bit. Will you check me on Joey Sly? I feel like he's kicked a touchback every kickoff this year. I believe it. That dude can boot it through the end zone. It's a, it's a Fishbane fun fact right yeah. there. Former That's, almost Bears kicker. That's right. The way I can respect that is I almost feel like he was on the Bears. He's kicking me out of the car. Say goodnight. Okay, bye. All right, that was enough <laughs> special team talk. All right, thank you. All right. Kevin Fishbane's ready to go to bed. He started that. I didn't even do it. That was all him. Um, all right. Uh, we do have a comment here that says, bring us in for a potty break. I don't know if we're going that far. Uh, all day 97, 999 Super Chat here. Shout out to Hogan Johns for still doing this show. No matter the time or circumstance, it's why I love you guys. Fishman for president. And a little fish emoji there, too. Now, now you're seeing how the, uh, we'll, we'll call it the uh, meatloaf is made. As we uh, come home from a game, <laughs> meatloaf. Let's like we can like maybe a nice steak or something. Yeah. Now, now comes the part where we have to use the key to get into the hotel, and we're in. Ken, what was the last super chat? Uh, Lomansky, ten dollars. My uncle Don put me in the headlock when I was a kid. Don said, "You're getting a butt kiss." It's a fond, great memory. Fifty-one left us a winner tonight. We cherish the life he gave. All of us, and that's uh, definitely something we should touch on before we got out of here tonight on uh, a wild post-game edition here of Hogan Johns. But yeah, the uh, the the Dick Buckus news very sad uh, today when that came across right before the game. Was there any what, Johns? Uh, was there any discussion about that afterwards from Flus or any of the players or anything? Uh, there was a moment of silence before the game, but I, I guess DJ Moore gave the best. Well, the best anecdote in terms of how they all found out. And DJ Moore, he was just basically on his phone scrolling through Instagram when he saw the well, the news. And he turned to Darnell Mooney and just like, oh, shit, did you, did you see this? And that's how the news kind of spread amongst Bears players like an hour before the game. Um, so I'm sure there's some some still raw feelings amongst some of the players, especially those who, who may have gotten known, maybe some of uh, of, of the staff members and whatnot, but, and like, Adam, you and I are Chicago kids. Like, you grow up hearing stories about Dick Buckus, right? And then you get to see him at NFL Films, like the, the pictures of his just taped and bloody fingers, right? You know, like the way he violently tackled players. And then it's on YouTube. Like, I've shown those highlights to my sons, like, just to get them pumped up. Like, stories are passed down in just terms of how, like, how he played the game. You know, at my grammar school on the Northwest side, like the best player on our team always wore number 51, and that jersey was passed down from player to player. It wasn't selected by, like, the coaches or anything. The players themselves passed it down from player to player to player, number 51. And it was, yeah, the jersey changed over the years, but that number 51 itself went from player to player, selected by players in terms of toughness, leadership, of course, their on-field uh, abilities. Uh, just uh, that, I, I remember that today, you know, because that's what I go back to my my youth, my, my my playing days. I didn't wear it, you know. I was number thirty-three, number fifteen when I played in that school. But um, yeah, it's uh, a somber day for Bears fans everywhere. Mm. You saved me a zinger there by just admitting that you didn't wear the fifty-one. <laughs> I, I, I did not. Thirty-three is not a bad number, though. No, the, the for Tillman, right? Even though it was. 
probably before Tillman was it, even it playing. Was, it was pre-Tillman, if you want to yeah. want me to show my age a bit. But, <laughs> yeah, everybody, you know, we're, we're Chicago kids. You always hear the Dick Buckus stories. You know, like the old men had their stories in the taverns about Dick Buckus, that's for sure. Well, and just the history of linebackers, right, in Chicago, and, of course, Buckus being a huge part of that. Um, I, I do think that there are kids that grow up here that take pride in playing that position where maybe some other yes. places, you know, I want to be a wide receiver. I want to play offense, right? Like, and here there's a certain pride growing up playing defense, playing linebacker. Um, I mean, I know I see that on the high school level and, and a lot of that. 100%. Yeah, is is this and, and not that those kids necessarily remember Dick Buckus, but it's just the the pride of that position, and and that always starts with fifty one here in Chicago, and and uh, really just um, one of those athletes in Chicago that always was part of the family. You could always look up to. Um, there, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard a bad thing about Dick Buckus. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. It, you know, I, I think McCat, George McCaskey kind of hit it on the head in the statement today that he could be like, you know, kind of have a come off as like this grumpy guy. But really, if you talk to him, he wasn't. Uh, he always had great stories. Every time I interviewed him, he was always gracious with his time and always had great stories about George Hallis and Gail Sayers. And um, so this one's tough. I feel like it was what was week one where he's on the sideline drinking a beer, talking to Lawrence Creedon. During that thing yeah. they do during the games, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just, just saw him. Um, but you're right. Yeah. Um, just uh, a legend has passed. Dick Buckus, man. Like that's the Chicago Bears football. Well, if I had a beer right now, I would cheers it to Dick Buckus. But we can do that uh, sometime tomorrow, or sometime this weekend, as we uh, enjoy a Bearsless weekend. Uh, Adam wants to know what type of snack you're going to get. At the hotel, it looks like you're in a courtyard. I am in a courtyard. This is the yeah, I could tell just me. I could just tell by the lobby. Yeah, it's just veteran travelers we are. I mean, you if you if you go with all these Marriotts like we do, you can just tell by the lobby what type of hotel you're in. Um, Sometimes by the smell. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> We'll get out of here in a second, but there was one more football question I wanted to address. I think it was uh, A.A. Ron was asking about Pickens and uh, Dexter. Uh, I would love to hear some perspective from the Adams on Dexter and Pickens. Anything stick out today? Um, I actually thought Dexter flashed a few times, and I mentioned this on CHGO earlier. I'm, I'm interested to see the tape. Uh, I'm interested to see the snap count for one. It felt like he played more. Um, I thought he flashed more, and I really feel like that is a player, Dexter in particular, who could help unlock this defense and specifically that defensive line as the season goes along. Pickens, I'm not as bullish on right now. I really did not think his tape against the Broncos was very good. He didn't necessarily flash to me tonight like Dexter did. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on those two right now through five games. Dexter definitely had a big hit on Sam Howell. They were coming into our end zone, so they had to be the first or third quarter. So maybe it was the third quarter. Um, I, I almost thought at some point or at least at some point during that playoff, like, oh, this is going to be a penalty because his body weight landed on, landed on him. No penalty um, called. But he, he flashed in one instance. 
um, when the Bears were in goal line down there and made note that it was actually Dexter and Pickens. So there's obviously some trust in a key situation like that not to have, you know, Andrew Billings and Justin Jones. And obviously you have a rotation going on. Maybe they were just up, but you can still sub a guy's in and out, you know, when you need them. And so I thought that was notable. Yeah, I'm interested to see the snap counts. I did think Dexter flashed more than Pickens, um, and it should be that way, especially if Matt Eberflus is going to talk uh, talk Dexter up into the passing situations. But I, they're young players. Sometimes it can take a little bit for for the big plays to come to, to fruition. Well, they really – I mean, with the way Billings is playing – at the one technique, they can live without Pickens, you know, really jump in as a rookie. But they really need somebody to to become that consistent, penetrating three technique. So if Jervon Dexter can become that guy as the season goes along, that would be huge for unlocking that that front seven right now. That if we're going to be critical on anything tonight, um, I still don't leave tonight, Johns, with an incredible amount of confidence in the defense. They only gave up 20 points. It's been a long time since they did three that. Three sacks? Though. Didn't they have three sacks? Uh, yes, all late in the game. I tweeted we were well into the third quarter, if not fourth quarter, where the only sacks they had were uh, TJ Edwards and Greg Stroman, and they had at least three missed sacks where they had Sam Howell in their grasp and couldn't bring them down so i'm glad they got the sacks at the end in garbage time i don't want to call it garbage time but it was you know they're taking t off because they're throwing the ball um sam howell came into this game the most sacked quarterback in the nfl good they got a few sacks tonight i'm i still not i'm still they still need to, to get a lot better defensively in my opinion uh as they move forward here yeah you know what and sometimes it's just a matter of, of experience for young players. And then personnel changes or personnel additions down the road. Let's face it, they need a, some young pass rushing help. They might need some linebacker help. They might need a few things, and they need some some, some healthy players in the secondary. If, if I had any takeaways, you know, as we get out of here, like my final takeaways, DJ Moore was outstanding. Like, yeah. that's the number one, like, superstar wide receiver. You saw everything, like, the Bears expect out of him, especially when they included him in that trade for the Carolina Panthers. It's another game that Justin Fields can build off of, and that's great for him right now in terms of being in year three and year two of this offense. The production is now matching, like, the practice work. That's great for him. And number three, I mentioned this earlier. If you're Matt Eberflus, this locker room still seems to buy into what you're talking about, like your most important players do. And I think that's something to, you know, rest your head on, you know, a, a little bit, especially given that you're looking at 15 straight losses and you ended that tonight. Uh, well said, Johns. And uh, I'm sure you and Kevin have everything covered at on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns for all their coverage from D.C. tonight. Um Eh, actually, this ended up being close to 30 minutes anyway, so pretty much uh, one of our normal post-game episodes here. Uh, we did it halfway in the car, halfway in the uh, courtyard lobby. Well done by you. Two states in the district, baby. Yeah, and if uh, <laughs> and if yeah, how many? Yeah, two states in a district we covered tonight on Hogan Johns. Actually, three states because I'm in Illinois. 
Look at that. There we go. We're just all over the place. Um, thanks to Kevin for driving us home. And um, uh, if you need more coverage, the CSGO Bears podcast, we did over an hour and a half tonight. Um, so you can check all that out as well. Corey Wooten was on. You can hear his thoughts. And um, I hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Bears win. It's been a long time since you've been able to go into a weekend with a Bears victory. All right. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Be safe. And, yeah, watch football. Watch stress-free football on Sunday. There you go. Uh, check us out, HoganJohns.com. You can follow us on Twitter at HoganJohns as well. We will be back Tuesday um, after the weekend, kind of regroup. Bears starting to prepare for the Vikings by then, and we will have you covered next Tuesday. Enjoy the week, and we'll talk to you then. Yeah.